downhill from here, folks. <laughs> I got nothing that good. Come on now. No, I'm kidding. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Thank you for being such a generous church. Thank you for having the heart of God, because that's God's heart, right? And we love them. We love their family. And uh, yes, it's good things from here. Well, today is Pentecost Sunday, and that's what we are celebrating today. So if you don't know what Pentecost is, that's okay. I'll explain it to you. Uh, after Jesus died, in Israel, they used to celebrate feasts. It was a big deal. The, the Israeli people, they celebrated feasts, the Jewish people. And after Jesus died, 50 days from the resurrection was the Feast of Pentecost. So that's what they were celebrating. But what happened at that feast is what we are celebrating today. We're not celebrating the feast. We're celebrating what happened. So what happened is this. Let's read it. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. This is Jesus talking. He says this. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift from my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, even California. Can I get an amen? So this is what is happening on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is being poured out for this reason. Jesus continues, and you all know the scripture. It says, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out, come on, demons. They will heal the sick. They will speak with new tongues, right? So this is what the Great Commission is. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what happened on the day of Pentecost. The, this is called the baptism of fire. It's not like water baptism where you get baptized in the natural. This is something that Jesus does that happens in the spirit. And if you haven't been baptized yet with fire and power, we're going to give you an opportunity at the end of the service today for you to partake. You don't earn it or deserve it. It's a gift from God. Can I get an amen? Because if, if you can earn or deserve or get to a place where you think you finally are ready for the Holy Spirit, then you don't need him. And trust me, we all need him. If you've already been baptized with the Holy Spirit, then you have your own individual flame on your head. You'll notice in the Bible, if you read it, that they each got a flame on top of their head, 120. Somebody was up in heaven counting how many flames to send down. They didn't get there and go, oops, short one. Let's just cut this one in half. Or, or let's just make a copy of this one. No, each and every person gets their own flame on top of their head. It is the very fire of God that's inside of you. Matthew 3, verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. People don't like that part. I'll take the Holy Spirit, but that fire, I don't know about that stuff. Like, let's just about the fire parts, Cindy. I mean, don't get carried away. We want people to come to the church. Just want to leave some things out of the Bible to make it more palatable for the culture. Not me, sir. What is the purpose of God giving us the same fire that Jesus had? See, maybe you think, well, I already speak in tongues, so I'm good. 
you know, I don't, I don't know what else I would need. And listen, speaking in tongues is good. You need, you need your prayer language. And I explained it last week in the detail, so I'm not going to spend too much time with that. You need to you, go and listen to that because it'll under, explain to you how important praying in the Spirit is. But the baptism of fire, you receive power. Not power so you can be egotistical or power for whatever reason you think. Not even just power for miracles. You, re you receive power so that you can be a living witness. A living witness, folks, to the example of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. To be a living witness and example of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus and what Jesus did and the fact that he rose from the dead. Our lives are supposed to be a living example for him. And most people, God knew that if you were gonna try and do it on your own, we'd be a lot like the disciples. After Jesus got killed and was in the grave for three days, they were running scared. And they had walked with Jesus and they ran scared and hid. God is like, oh my goodness, if I don't give them my power, God help me, or should he say, me help me? <laughs> this, the gospel's never going to get out. <clears throat> but what happened after they received the Holy Spirit? Suddenly they would preach until death, and the, and the gospel would spread. It's a very important part of receiving the baptism of fire. It's for the power to be a living witness. Bill Johnson says something that I love. He says, the Holy Spirit is in me for my sake, but he comes upon me for yours. So <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is in me because he comforts me, he guides me, he teaches me, he leads me, he's everything to me. But he comes upon me because I am supposed to affect my surroundings. He wants to flow through me, through my words, through my actions to impact people around me. And every single person in this room is required by God to impact somebody around them. Did you hear that? Required. When you get to heaven, God will say, what did you do with what you knew? Did you tell somebody about how I loved them? Because this person of your family, your closest best friend, is going to hell. You'll, their blood is on you. That was not in my notes, so that's for somebody. God anoints you to answer someone's prayer. How cool is that? You are the answer to somebody's prayer. God works through human beings. Somebody is praying, God, I need healing. God says, go heal the sick. Somebody's praying for deliverance. God says, go deliver that person. God says, that person needs financial help. Go help them. See, we are the vessel. We are the vehicle that he uses. It's not about us. It's about God's power inside of me. It's understanding who is inside of you. You know, it's funny that I, I find it interesting because God could have called it like the refreshing baptism. You know, and I'm sure the, the disciples were refreshed because if you've ever been in God's presence, it's refreshing, right? But that's not what he called it. He called it a baptism of fire. You know that the scripture says that God is a consuming fire. A consuming fire. So what does he do is he gives us part of his fire. What's the important? Well, what does fire do? Fire warms you know, fire, fire burns, fire purifies, fire breaks things off. But most important, fire spreads. Fire spreads. We are meant to ignite the world with God's fire. You know, when, uh, 
I've talked to you before, we went, we took two teams to India, two missions trips in 2017 and 2019. And in 2019, I learned a lot from the first uh, team I led in 2017. And when we went the second time, I was determined, I said to the team, I want our focus after we do the salvation altar call is to get people baptized in the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. That is our priority when people come down front. Because the thing is, yes, you want to see miracles and you want to pray for somebody who's sick and them healed, and that's important. But if I pray for their leg to be healed, their legs healed, and I go home, that's all they got. But if I get them filled with the baptism of the power of God, they not only can pray for their own leg to heal, be healed, but they'll be praying for everybody else's leg to be healed. So that became our priority at that time. And they, we were about three days into the trip, and we're it was a morning, we were going to a morning meeting. It was uh, for the widows and for the ladies meeting. And um, on the way to the meetings in the bus, all the time, we would begin to pray in the spirit, we begin to sing a worship song, and uh, we'd get ourselves ready for the ministry time. And this particular morning, we were tired. I was, I was sick at the time. People were tired. It's already three days in, jet lag, two meetings a day. You know, you're feeling it. I don't know if you've ever had one of those mornings. And so we've got the worship music playing and the prayer and people are sort of singing, sort of praying, people are on their phones. Have you ever had that morning when you get up to read the word and you're like, God, I really want to talk to you, but I just, uh, like, can we just do this later? Is it just me? You've had that day where you just kind of feel like, I, don't, I just don't even know, right? Whatever, I'm just being real. So this is what's happening on the bus, okay? And I can feel the, uh, it's like heavy. It's like mud, you know? And I just, and I'm like, mm, and Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. You better push. And I just got up to the team and I was like, we're about to go and minister to people that need what we've got. We got to push through this. Right now, I want you to dig deep, and we're going to push through this right now. And my team, we began to pray in the Spirit. I'm talking about that next level where you dig deep, and you're praying at the top of your lungs with everything you've got. And we pray, and in five minutes, boom, shift. Whole thing shifted. Everything lifted. Chris is here. He can testify. The whole, everything changed in the bus. We got to the meeting. I think we have a picture of that meeting. Um, the, so there's all ladies. That's me in the very cool outfit. Maybe I'll wear that one day and just walk in that anointing. Um, and so uh, we had the lady stand, and at the end, we did the salvation. And so now in the meeting, I said, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, come forward. And like 80 women came down. And I'm like, wow, there's like 17 people on my team and 80 down front. These are not good odds to pray for people. And I'm reminded of my dad had told me the stories about, again, when he was in South Africa and the whole church raised their hand for, for uh, baptism in the Spirit and he just prayed one prayer and the whole church received at the same time. And of course, I'd heard the stories about Reinhard Bonnke praying for people and the Holy Spirit filling them at the same time. I'd only ever prayed for individual people and them receiving it, the Holy Spirit. So here stands a crowd in front of me. Now what do I do? See, it's one thing to hear the story about walking on the water. It's another thing to try it. And so you can all sit there and be like, yep, yep, I'm with you, girl. You go. You do that until it's you on the mic. And then you're second like, oh, let's just pray individually. So I was like, we're going to get out on the water, Holy Spirit. Here we go. Don't leave me out there. 
And I just said, I explained them, take a deep breath. This is what we're going to do. Pray. I said, my team, don't touch anybody. Stand behind me. Begin to pray in the Spirit. And I said, in the count of three, one, two, three, be filled. Boom. And the Holy Spirit came through that place. Whoosh. Hit them all at the same time. Out of like 80 women, I think 60 were instantly filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Ladies were falling out under the power. Now, we're on the stage. They're down front. They're falling out under the power. Nobody's catching them. They're falling into the next person like this. I mean, people are spontaneously just radically filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you wonder how you can tell, it's because there's a difference when somebody speaks in tongues. You can hear it no matter what language it is. It's tongues, and you recognize it. And then my team went down and prayed for the rest of uh, the people that, that needed the little extra touch. But it was, it was amazing to witness. We were like standing there like, yeah, we're, we're doing this. We're not doing anything, but we're doing this, you know? Like when you realize that you're nothing except the vessel, but you have to be the one to step out in faith and do it. In order for God to move, you have to be willing to step out so he can move through you. The last meeting of the last night, I'll put a picture up of that one. It was a much bigger crowd. And at the end, I'm like, We're, now there's literally no place to come forward. So we do the same thing. Please stand. I, I made the guy repeat it twice because there were about 250 people standing for the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, all right, team, let's do this. We did the same thing. I mean, a power God hit that place. People going out in their chairs, instantly filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know, over 150 people. I'm being conservative. Instantaneously baptized in spirit, fire and power. Because that's how God works. He knows. It's like, I just need a willing vessel. You don't need to like try and look at yourself and calculate how much you can do in your life. If you be willing to step out when God asks you or prompts you or puts you in a position to go beyond what you could do by yourself, then the Holy Spirit will show up. We were born to burn. And you have to unleash the fire that's within you. That is the title of my sermon because that is what I want you to get through you today is you need to unleash what God has put in you. It's under your authority. It's under your control. But you get to release it. Our greatest pleasure, I'm sorry, our greatest treasure is God himself. Our greatest treasure is God himself. But our greatest privilege is to manifest him. What a privilege. What an honor. What an honor, God. What an honor that you allow us to be part of your great commission to reach the world. What an honor. Jesus Christ, Christ is not his last name. If you didn't know that, Christ means the anointed one. Anointed one. That's what Christ means. Christ, anointed one. Christians are called Christians because we're Christ in, we're anointed ones. That's what you are. You're an anointed one. All Christians are anointed. All are chosen for a specific purpose in furthering God's kingdom. I don't care what you do. It doesn't matter if you're a school teacher or an author or a stay-at-home mom or an entrepreneur or a business person or uh, in media or in the military. It doesn't matter. You are anointed by God to do so much more than you've possibly ever imagined. And there's people around you that are depending and waiting for you to share the gospel with them. Can you tell somebody this week that Jesus loves them? That Jesus cares for them? 
that there's an answer to their prayer, that they can get through what they're going through, that they're created and made for more, that their creator made them for a purpose. Can you take that moment and plant that seed? It's not that difficult. Most people, when you start to tell them that, you'll have their full attention. Because this world is all about tearing people down. It's not about lifting them up. So the minute you stop and look somebody in the eye and go, let me just tell you something. This didn't happen by accident. God wanted me to tell you that he sees you and that he loves you. And what's going on in your life is not his plan, but he's got a plan for you. You're like, well, I don't know what's going on in their life. Trust me, it's not what God wants. <laughs> How many of you in your life right now, as much as you love Jesus, could say there's things going in your life right now that God doesn't want? That you don't want? So it's not a stab in the dark. It's pretty much a, a prophetic word right there. But God will give you the words. You just have to open up your mouth and speak. Let's look at Acts chapter 3, one of my favorite stories. Acts chapter 3 and verse 4. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon. Now, this is, this is after Pentecost. If you don't know, Jesus is going to be in heaven. This is, the disciples have been filled with the Spirit, so this is what happens next. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate called Beautiful so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John, and Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. And Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. I have to ask you, when you read this story, who are you in this story? Are you the lame man in need of help right now? In need of somebody to give you something to get you through your need? It's okay to be that person sometimes. We all go through times where, hey, I need the help right now. And it's okay. But as a lifestyle, you should see yourself as Peter in the story. You are Peter and John in the story. And what you want to see is how does Peter respond to him when he sees the need? What does he say? He says, look at me. Look at me. Look in my eyes. The reason he says that is because God is inside of you. God is not, God is omnipresent. We know that. But God is not just floating in the air like COVID. He's, oh no, I did I say that out loud. No, God is inside of you. So when he says, look at me, look, see the God in my eyes. Connect with God Almighty through my eyes. And then he says, he says, look at me. And then he, he does the miracle. And the interesting thing is most people, I think, you'll notice Peter didn't say at that time, oh, by the way, um, I really wish Jesus was here. He died, resurrected, and went to be with heaven. He would have totally been able to help you with something more than silver and gold. But he's not here. Sorry about that. He also didn't say, um, hey, you know what? Let me call my pastor. 
And let me see if my pastor can help you. They've also got money, so maybe they can do both. No. What, what did he do? He said, what I have. What I have, I give you. See, you have to learn what you have, you can give. So many of you look at your own body, your physicalness, this temporary world, and you think, what have I got to give? Look at me. I've got this wrong. I've got this wrong. I don't have this. Whatever your excuses are, you look at your natural world instead of the almighty God that's inside of you. The living power of God is inside of you, and that's what God is asking you to give. He says, unleash what's inside of you. Unleash it. Give it. You have the same Holy Spirit that I have. You have the same Holy Spirit that Reinhard Bonnke had. You have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus has. And Jesus said, heal the sick. Cast out demons. Raise the dead. Spread the good news. People are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Like, I, me? What, what can I possibly do? You can do nothing. The only way you do it is by the very power of God. But what God needs, everything in his kingdom operates through faith. Faith means you absolutely 100% rely and trust on God that God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out here on the water, but if you don't meet me, I'm going down, right? Like, I'm going to step out and do what you've called me to do, but if you don't show up, but guess what? He always shows up because this is what he's asked you to do. He's asked you to step out. When you get that little nudge, that person standing there, just say something to them. Just say, can I pray for you? Just say it. Just say, can I help you? Can I, whatever. Call that person, minister to them, pray for them. Whatever it is. Maybe it's a business idea God's asking you to do. And you're like, ah, I don't know. This is, this is a lot. This is a lot, you know. People always ask me, like, how do you know the difference when God's talking to you or if it's just you thinking the idea? Because usually when I'm praying in the Spirit, I'm praying and I'll start to let my imagination go. Okay, God, you know. And different things will come to my mind. And people say, well, how do you know that was God and, and it wasn't just you? This is how I know. Because usually when it's God, my heart starts to race. What he's showing me to do, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. That's, that's a lot. What? I start to get nauseous. I'm like, my heart's pounding. I'm like, oh, no, that's, no, no, I don't know about that. Are we ready for that? See, now, if it was me, I wouldn't do that to myself. I know what I'm capable of, and I'm like, good, I'm happy to stay within my capability. I don't know, no, 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 wait, what? That's a lot, okay? And that's how you know when it's God, because what he's asking you to do is out of your comfort zone. It doesn't feel good. You're nervous. You're like, whoa, you're shaking. Yes, it's pretty much God asking you to do something, whatever it is in your life. But you know what? He gets the glory. He always gets the glory if you will step out and do it. People say, oh, won't you get prideful if you start to see things happen? Oh, no. Because if you've ever experienced the, the journey that God takes you on, when you actually step out and do something, you just want to hit your knees in gratefulness that God showed up and did what blew, blew your mind and what he accomplished through you. You're never going to want to take it, the glory for yourself because you realize, God, I'm just your servant. I'm just your servant. I'm just your point of contact. 
But you have to cooperate with the Lord. You have to unleash what God has already placed inside of you. Like Peter said, what we have, we give. God has deposited things in you, and they are greater than what you're seeing in your life right now. You have to unleash the power that's within you. If you live a passive life, God's power remains passive within you. You are a child of God. You, your playing small does not serve the world. What you've been given is under your control and authority. If you don't speak, nothing happens. If you don't speak in tongues, no tongues will come out. If you don't open your mouth to speak, nothing will come out. If you speak like this in tongues, well, that's about the power you're going to experience. Unless you want to dig in that well and go a little deeper. Jesus prayed until sweats, he sweat blood from his face. Have you ever prayed till you even broke a sweat? I'm just saying, preaching real today. No amens in the crowd. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, and I'm rounding up. I promise we're finishing up here. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the? I love it. Everybody always ends the sentence there. According to the power that works in us. People love that scripture. They just end it right there. Power. No, no, no. <laughs> it's all God, right? <laughs> no, it's you. It's the power of God that works in you. He is waiting for you to step out and do what he's called you to do so he can work through you. God always gives you a choice. He always gives you free will. Let me just tell you, the Christian life is not an easy one. Don't tell people, oh, come get saved and Jesus is going to take care of everything. You're going to have such an easy life once you become a Christian. Not true. Tell them your life is probably going to get harder, except you're going to have somebody walking through you with you to get you through it. And if you choose to step out and follow God, the, our church, the tribe, as we have been pushing in for God's presence and we've seen signs and wonders and His presence has been showing up over the last year, do you know how many attacks on people are coming? I get phone calls every day. This is happening. This is happening. This has happened. Or you think the enemy sits quietly while he watches a house burn in the spirit and people get all lit up and walk out of here and start spreading and igniting fire? Do you think he's quiet? No, he gets these demons and he says, what is happening? We can't shut down the house, so let's go after the little people individually. Go, send the demons, stop that fire, quench that fire, quench that fire. And so what happens is people get hit, hit, and they're like, they retreat. They retreat. This is a lot, God. This is a lot, God. You're allowed to have a bad day. I've had them. Cry your eyes out, eat some chocolates, watch a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut during your rough day. Don't let one word come out of your mouth. Cry your eyes out, let your heart cry a little. But keep your mouth shut. Because God says, morning may be in the night, but in the morning, joy comes. God gave you sleep for a reason. When you wake up in the morning, it's a new day. And then you get fired up and you're like, oh, really, devil? <laughs> really? You think you've come to play? Oh, you haven't met me yet. Because I don't know what you think you see, but you clearly don't see God inside of me. You clearly didn't come. Oh, I came to play. Let's get out. You want some fire? Oh, I'm going to bring the fire. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell so many people about Jesus. I'm going to plunder hell and populate heaven, as Rhino Bonke would say. 
I'm going to get every single person filled with the Holy Spirit I can. I'm going to share the love of Jesus because that's the only way you're going to damage his kingdom. Don't worry about what's going on in your life. You just start damaging his kingdom. He'll back up off you. See, the power you need to defeat the sickness you are facing is already inside of you. The wisdom you need to help raise your kids in a godly way is already inside of you. The knowledge you need to succeed in business is in the Holy Spirit. And guess what? It's already inside of you. All you have to do is unleash it. Release it. And you do that by stepping out in faith and doing what the Holy Spirit shows you to do. Those who understand who they are and what they carry will cause damage to the kingdom of darkness. And that's what my life is about. I'm not sure about you, but I had enough years living for myself. Doesn't really profit you much at the end. Oh, but I want to cause some damage to Satan's kingdom. I want to cause some damage. I want to unleash the fire that's within me. Yesterday when I was preparing, God gave me a prophetic word. <clears throat> and he said that you've been brought here today and that it's time. The running stops today. The complacency and the lethargy to the things of God stops today. Today, the fire will fall on those without and those with will be ignited by His Spirit. His fire comes with a price. His Son paid a hefty price so you can walk in His power. Your price is submission. Will you desire him with everything you have? Will you lay down your life once and for all? Will you see the lost people around you through his eyes of love? For the hour is at hand, says the Spirit of the Lord, for the children of God to arise and walk in the fire of God. You are called to set the world ablaze for Jesus. You are needed, you are called, and you were born again to burn, says the Spirit of God. Go ahead and stand with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll have the ministry team come forward. I don't know. I didn't know who's going to be here today, who wasn't, but the Spirit of God certainly did. And in a moment's time, I'm going to first, in a moment's time, we're gonna, I'm going to explain what we're going to do with the oil anointing. But there's kind of three phases here. First and foremost is God says, stop running. He said, it's time to stop running. It's time to commit. That word, that's not the way I talk, but that's the way the Holy Spirit of God talks when there's somebody's life hanging in the balance. So if that's you today and you need to get your life right with the Lord, maybe you've never done it. Maybe you've backslid and you've, you need to come back to the Lord and you're like, you know what? <laughs> yes, I need to come back to Jesus right now. That was God speaking to you telling me what to tell you because he wants you to know he sees you. He loves you. He has a plan for you, but you have to stop. You have to take him at his word and choose him. So if you've never made him Lord of your, of your life, not just Savior, but Lord of your life, then raise your hand. We're going to pray for you right now, wherever you are. 
raise your hand and God will see that commitment. Or if that's you coming back to the Lord, maybe you've backslid or you haven't been walking with him like you know you should and you said today's the day I'm getting right with the Lord wherever you are in the room just raise your hand we're going to pray for you right now I see that hand thank you anybody else I see that hand thank you very much thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Lord well just pray this prayer Father God thank you for your son Jesus Thank you for the price he paid that I could be free. That I could be in right standing with you. Father God, forgive me. I repent of all my sins. And I turn my heart back to you with everything I am. In Jesus' name, amen.